And a six pack of beer. Dude, you should redeem movies. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've okay. had a couple, so. Movie review. Welcome to Six Pack Cinema, a podcast where we talk movies and drink beers. This week we are talking replicants, we're talking sci-fi, we're talking Blade Runner 2049. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sheehan and Jimmy. How are you doing, guys? Doing well. Good. Doing well. It's a, right. a little tired in this end. Doing a 1am <laughs> yeah, recording. Go Yanks, go. Late night recording. Putting it out there yeah. for all you dozens of listeners. Mm-hmm. All right, since I'm pretty sure I already know how this is going to go, Jimmy, why don't you give me your uh, your snap impression? I saw it Blade Runner 2049 was obnoxiously slow. I see what you're doing. For no reason mm-hmm at all great plot great cinematography decent enough acting directing pace absolutely brutal made me so mad at the director it was so self-indulgent and slow tried to do the drive thing that movie you could cut an hour off of that movie i might do it just for fun take my own edit cut an hour off recut it to one hour 45 minutes instead of two hours 45 minutes you wouldn't lose any dialogue you wouldn't lose any narrative. You would just take out all the blank space. You would put Jared Leto in 1.5 speed, and it would be a great film with a great storyline, a great twist, great cinematography, and it would be perfect. It's like they let the director just, they always have this the theatrical release and then the director's cut. Well, whoever is in charge of the theatrical release just bowed down to the director and gave him his directorial cut because it was obnoxiously slow. All right, Jimmy, I like you. You're a good person. You're a great podcaster, but that's a garbage opinion and you're a gar- garbage person for thinking it. Tell the five people that I counted sleeping next to me in my theater. Well, you you, prob- you go to like these stupid little ho-dunk little theaters that don't even show half the movies we see. So that's how you know you live in the middle of nowhere. Nah, I live in the Bay Area. Ever heard of it? And it was an 80-person <laughs> theater. It was 80 people and not yeah, one person like clapped. theater in New York. Not one person clapped at the end because everyone was, I heard a, what the fuck? I heard a Jesus Christ. And I Sounds heard like you live people in waking some up. little redneck podunk town that doesn't know what they just saw. I got clapping at the end of mine. Nobody was asleep. And it was a light showing with still more than a hundred people because I live in a real city. I mean, I don't understand. Like you live in a city and I live in a town that has nothing to do with this. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I know your theaters don't really get everything, so I felt like that's where I had to attack you. Um, okay. <laughs> he just, he's full just on the, on, the, on the attack. Uh, full disclosure going into it, fan of the original, so I was pretty nervous actually going into this because this is a sequel no one really asked for, and it came 35 years late, and I liked it. I think it was the best possible sequel for a movie nobody wanted a sequel to that we could have gotten. I think technically it's, you can't say objectively it's a bad film. I can see how it's not for everyone, but objectively it's an amazing movie, in my opinion. Sheehan, you're the tiebreaker. What do you got? Well, you know, I I tweeted at you guys earlier this week that I, I, I watched the original for the first time, I think like a Thursday. I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I, it took 
two and a half times. I gave up. I I still don't understand it. I mean, I read the cliff notes of it. I, I get what the point. Yeah. It was awful. So I went into this thinking, Jesus Christ, this would be awful. I had my monster energy drink. I was ready to go. I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, I can't fall asleep in a theater. I can't be that guy. And uh, then it started. Started slow. And I loved it. Yes. I I really did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. I was surprised. I went went with the, with the lowest expectations and. Woo. It was oh, visually man. amazing. The sound and the score were it was intense and it was perfect. The acting A plus, uh, except for Harrison Ford, he was kind of weak, but the story was great. It was compelling. It, it 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 was. I thought it was really strong. I think we all agreed the story was strong. Uh, I didn't see the twist coming. Uh, I if I one criticism of the of the storyline is that they kind of had weak like leaps from like it it was it was just like an eighties. Uh, crime drama where they took like really weak leads and made him very strong for no reason so he just like ended up at these places for no apparent reason and you had like oh well that makes sense because of the one tiny percent chance it might have worked out um i felt invested in all the characters i was it, it could have been like 20 minutes shorter maybe a half hour shorter but i i didn't mind i didn't mind it it captured me i i was pleasantly surprised with everything about it yeah this was the fastest three-hour movie i've ever seen I wouldn't I, say that. <laughs> I 100%, by the time it ended, I, was, I thought it was going to be longer. Because you were sitting there tweeting about how long it was, Jimmy. And I was like, oh, this blew by. Yeah, email, emailing us in the middle of the movie was a bold, bold move. I'd die laugh when I saw you like, I'm halfway through this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had my girlfriend and my friends there with me. They all were looking at me like, can we leave? I said, you guys can go to the bar and get drinks. I have to stay and watch the end because I'm reviewing it. And they're like, I was like, just how much longer is there? They looked, they're like, there's an hour left. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We were all like, what the fuck? The most exciting thing that happened was um, an Amber Alert went off in my town. <laughs> and every single phone went off in the movie theater at the same time. That was awesome. That was the most exciting thing that happened in the theater. Yeah, my theater didn't get one laugh, one clap, any noise. Well, I don't really um, think you're supposed to laugh much in this movie. And for the slow pace... It, oh, we, we it, all laughed in my we theater. Got, we, we got two in my theater. One was in the beginning when he was like, no, it's not our anniversary, but let's pretend it is. There's some chuckles there. And then the other was some, like, shocked, nervous laughter when... Robin White's head just smacked back down onto the desk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you didn't laugh at that, you're just dead inside. <laughs> oh, I laughed at that. that. I, I laughed at a couple parts that no one else laughed at. Uh, my whole theater <laughs> laughed when the um, when Harrison Ford gave uh, the dog whiskey and says, "Can he drink oh, that?" Yeah. And says, "I don't know. Ask him." That was I. I'm good for dog jokes every time. Yeah, for sure. All right. I I listened to my podcasts on one and a half speed, and I was just dying to be able to speed up this movie. I think it was once like you hear someone say, um, or like a lot, you just hone in on how many times they say it. Once it was a slow movie. I was just baffled at how slow it was. The scene where he looks at the, at the orphanage, he looks at the ashtray. Okay. He's remembered. He remembers fire right now. I get it. He walks to the furnace. Okay. He's going to go get that horse thing. Five minutes later, he unwraps the horse thing. It was the slowest. Like, I, I know what's going to happen. Why does this need to take up five minutes of time? You can speed this whole process up. 
And the entire movie was like that. It was the slowest, most well, the dragged whole, out shit. Jared Leto, the movie I think is every a, time. It's a slow burn movie. Like, it's not going to go quick. And it, Yeah, but there's there's the good movie, slow. Which was a throwback to the noir films that are all slow burn like that. Which it might not be for you. No, it's not. But you can't say it's no. a bad movie technique because it's a famous, well-received no. technique. No, no. Noir is like the third man. Noir is awesome. I love noir movies. And I like slow movies like The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That's slow as fuck, but it's good. This was just... Nailed it. No. (laughs) While he walks 10 feet down the road and you're like, okay, cool. It's snowing. You have loud music. Just get to the point. It was was literally slow for slow sake. Every time Jared Leto talked, I bet the director was like, cut that, cut. Okay, can you say it? slower now and then we did it it was painful and the story was awesome they ruined such a good plot it was a great story that story was fantastic i'm, I'm gonna disagree I, I do think it was too long in some parts uh, dragged a little bit sure but i the thing was just so visually stunning that the long pauses and it just kind of made you appreciate everything going on around it because there was a lot to look at yeah i love the few times they would show the Los Angeles skyline and you'd see some of the throwbacks to the original where it had like the Pan Am sign still up or Atari as a giant billboard mm-hmm. in the background. I liked all that, that they didn't the, change that to make it more modern. They stuck with the world they predicted back in the eighties. It's exactly what I was going to say. The, the, the coolest thing was they, they didn't correct themselves. They, they, they still went in that they separated from the real world in 1981 and they just kept going that way. There was, there was a billboard that says, uh, Made in the CCCP, which I thought was oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, if I want to go, I want to go back to the original one. A little thing I, I loved about that is I love seeing future movies and seeing what they got wrong. I mean, they predicted flying cars. That's always what they do. They they predicted like holograms and whatever, but they they never think to like update the little things. Like, why do they think that they nailed the design of a ceiling fan? <laughs> they're they're. It was 2019 and they had these really shitty, clunky ceiling fans and they just and 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 phones with wires. It's like, you know, the the little things in the, in the original one kind of stuck out to me because we were already in 2019 era. Um, it's gonna be really funny to see in 2049 what they got drastically wrong in this one. Hey, 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 you don't know that in two years we could be back to cord phones and chunky ceiling fans. They could have got I'd, it perfectly right. I'd be surprised. I mean, I fully believe that Los Angeles is going to turn into a hellhole in the next two years. Isn't it already? Hellhole. How about, how about San Diego? San Diego <laughs> got got in 2049. It was like the garbage disposal. <laughs> they did San Diego dirty, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chargers shit. leave and everything That's goes t- to shit. That is a tough look for San Diego. <laughs> yeah. So we can all agree that if, if the movie was slow. Jimmy didn't like it because of that, but we there are some good points. You, what, what was your, what was some of your favorite parts or I think talking points you wanted to bring up? My favorite part is um, the uh, replicant who Jared Leto like releases out of the bag of goo, <laughs> and then she squirms around and then he stabs her to death. Because all I could think was this actress read this role, auditioned for this role, took this role, told her dad, "Hey dad, come watch this new movie. I'm in it. You're, you're gonna love it." And then he's like, oh, cool, honey. What scene are you? Well, I'm in a bag full of KY jelly. I fall to the ground and I squirm around like a baby giraffe. 
and then I get molested, stabbed to death, molested again, and that's it. Is, didn't I do a great job? Like, oh, honey, maybe you should quit acting. <laughs> I was laughing that entire scene. Like, that is the worst role ever. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. No, definitely not a uh, A-plus role. I really liked the twist. That whole scene where he finds out he's not special, and he just becomes so crestfallen. And the whole, the whole theater kind of groaned for him. And you could feel everyone wanted to be like, oh, poor guy. You put everything into this. You gave up your life. Your fake girlfriend's dead. Your career's ruined. Everyone you know is like a lie. And it was all for nothing that, in that moment. That was the Did moment you... I, I almost, that was the moment I almost like was completely out of it. Cause I was, I'm really woke to, you know, being 2017, like the, the current situation we're in. I was like, you motherfuckers, you're not making this guy a transgender robot. <laughs> I thought they were going to say that like, oh. he was born a girl and then they like hit him by making him a boy. I thought they were, we, me and my girlfriend thought they were twins and she was his sister. So we, we definitely like had it in our heads that she was uh, a, the daughter of Harrison Ford and Rachel. Mm-hmm. We just thought they were twins and like that's how the records were fudged and that's why it seemed weird. And then, so the twist still kind of hit me, mm-hmm. but not like the, her part didn't, just his part. But it was, yeah, it was good. I was just going to say, I felt for the first two thirds, they were really hammering it in that he was the chosen one and special. And at, before the twist, I was pretty let down. I was like, this is such a cliche thing to do. The director's so great in all his other movies. I was disappointed he was going to go with that. But sorry, what were you saying, Jimmy? There was a lot of technology for technology's sake. The fight scene in Vegas with uh, um, Elvis and Marilyn singing, I was like, this is a little much. This is just to show off the technology and the filming. Why did that, what did that bring to the table besides visuals? I, I think it had mostly to do with show that the uh, place was falling apart around him. He was, he was in a rundown old shitty casino. I don't know. I, th- I think it was just to show that even in the future, we still have these glitches and stuff and things age. I agree. It didn't need to be there. I think it was, it was really, it was really intense on the ears and it was, it was, it wasn't great, but I, I can see what they were doing. I, I don't think it had any like narrative that went along with it that other, and it was just, let's show off this cool technology that we're going to do. Fair. I don't know. I, I, I agree with Shane that, it was kind of showing that the technology has, or the future has all this cool technology, but it's still run down. People don't take care of their stuff. It breaks down. It's not a perfect utopia. Shit breaks all the time there. And we're, that that was that was Vegas, correct? I mean that. Yeah, that was Vegas. That looked like it had been abandoned, and I mean, yeah, I was confused because he said the most the most radi- radioactive place on Earth, and then they said Treasure Island. They dropped Treasure Island, which is the most radioactive place on Earth. So, but then it was d- clearly Vegas, but that confused yeah. me. Yeah, but I was also like, they had these huge, gigantic statues of women around. It, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, Vegas, it's a, it's the they have the big neon light signs and everything. They kind of made it. It had a very um. Game of Thrones kind of feel to the giant statues running around. I don't know. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah it, uh, I, did, I didn't. I didn't quite piece together. It was, I didn't. I wasn't fully sold that it was Vegas until the stupid uh, Elvis scene. Maybe that's why they did it because yeah. they wanted to really <laughs> drive home it was Vegas. Yeah, that's what we needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. What was your favorites? My favorite part was the most unintentionally funny scene I've ever seen. The the hologram sex scene was. Oh, that was that was brutal. You're that, brutal. That was the same that was thing. Amazing. That was brutal. <laughs> that was so uncomfortable. It was. I but was laughing because I felt be. terrible. It was supposed to be uncomfortable. That was, that was another technology thing. That was brutal. I was okay with it. I was like, all right, well, no, his his girl, his fake hologram girlfriend got him a hooker. I can I can buy that. And then when she's like, shut up while I sink. I'm like, what is happening? And then the the face thing was moving in and out. I was like, oh my god. I thought that is was so cool. It? This it was... is kind of like. Yeah, but then it was like, oh, well, this poor hooker is really getting kind of basically like raped by a hologram. I mean, she weird. got paid for it. She knew what well, she was getting into. Okay. I mean, it was trippy as fuck, uh, but I thought it was a really cool scene. I was all in on it. You would. You you love this shit. Look at you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to hold back all my like nerding out about it. But what did happen this move? because of this movie is I discovered that actress who played Joy, the Anna de Armas, and similar She's to Cuban. Our, she was in War Dogs. Yes, I recognized her from that, but I didn't really remember her too much. But similar to Jimmy's trick, I've just been flipping through Google images of her, and it's amazing. Hmm. Yep, she's really, really, she's really, really pretty. I did that when I saw War Dog. She's a really bad actress, though. But it kind of worked in this because she was supposed to be like a robot. Yeah, so I her she was accent good and choppy dialogue like played in War Dog. She's not supposed to be a robot, and she's a really bad actress, but she's beautiful, so it's okay. It works. Yeah, I, I think she did well in this. Yeah, you know what kind of sucks about like I watch so many TV shows and movies. Mm -hmm. is the the hooker the the first time i saw the hooker come up to him i recognize that actress because she is a lead role in halt and catch fire on amc yeah so in my head i go well she didn't take a part to play one scene in this movie so that hooker is definitely going to be in a lot more roles which I think, even if you don't know that actress, you can probably figure that out. I was, yeah, um, I was gonna say like I thing. didn't recognize her, but I could definitely tell she wasn't a one scene and done character. Sometimes that sucks when you know actors and you're like, oh well, they're gonna, they're not. This is a bit role for them. Yeah, but at the same time, it that that's nothing that bothered me. Is it's like the coincidences were just stupid. Like why would why was she there to meet him? When he became important, like they had no idea who he was. It was it was a very loose well, like tie, right? Wait, you mean when the when the hookers went up to meet him? Yeah. The reason that those hookers went up to him was because the one eyed lady from the original was in charge, and they said go get information on him because she wanted to recruit him because she knew he was a replicant. And then when she had when she had the weird ass dumb sex, she got his she got Joy's memory card and all information on him, and then they were able to recruit him. I got you. All right. Also, where they placed well, the tracker on him, where they found him later. Mm -hmm. I knew that, but I was like, I couldn't figure it out. Well, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. There was a lot going on for me to follow, so. Yeah, I definitely uh, I'll give, I'll like give I myself that one. Hey, hey, I, I followed along while telling my girlfriend, like, I'm, swear, I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry, but I can't leave. <laughs> and an never, Amber Alert. Never apologize. Silver Ford, Amber Alert. 
How how about the um, the big dude in the beginning? So did you guys do you know the history of that scene, the very first scene? No, I do. That yeah. was that was the very first scene for the original Blade Runner, but they didn't want. But the director decided instead to show him as a retired Blade Runner instead of an active Blade Runner. But that was the original scene to show him active and then jump to him being retired. So it was like word for word the original. So it's kind of like an homage if you, but only if you know that story. But it was it was cool. I mean, I think Bautista has turned into a wall. pretty decent actor. I laughed when he was first getting into movies because I only knew him obviously from the WWE. But he's been selling it like yeah, I don't know who that is. He's he's the big blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Never seen that either. I I didn't know who that actor was. Yeah, he's um, I was I was surprised. He was actually pretty good. And I I just I brought him up because I love it when they give big huge guys like that little tiny glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always funny. <laughs> it's it made him look so delicate. <laughs> did you watch the uh, three short films? I did not. I didn't have time after seeing the the shitty first one. I had no time for that shit. Well, one of them is Sorry. based on him, so I, it's an additional nine minutes of his character. If you liked him, well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that promptly after this. Then, yeah, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. It has to be like really, really good. Like Stranger Things, I got into that show. Glitch, I got into. There's some like it's not a hard and fast no sci-fi, but it's not my go-to genre. But I'm telling yeah. you, if this movie was shorter and not nauseatingly sci, like there were stretches where it was a minute of literally no sound at all. Mm-hmm. And that's when my girlfriend was staring at me like, I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to blame your girlfriend for your bad experience. Yeah. This sounds like you didn't she, get to enjoy it sounds like a she, fantastic she, movie because she kept bugging you. She was trying to take you out of the moment. No, no if offense If we weren't to her, doing a review, I would have laughed. And you I probably should just dump her and go see the movie again. Whoa. Hey, I'm living in her house right now, so. I won't right, go that far. I, I will, I, w- I will say maybe, you know, hey, hey, sweetheart. Dear, please let me enjoy the movie quietly. I wasn't enjoying the movie. It had nothing to do with her. I think it had for real, at least nine hundred percent to do with her. No, no, man, it was it was painfully slow. Painfully <laughs> we're just slow. we're just attacking his girlfriend, <laughs> innocent bystander. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a cut. I'm gonna make a cut when I can download this of all the silent scenes that don't drive narrative and don't have dialogue and put them together and let's see how long it's it gonna is. be. I bet it's maybe oh, it's like this. No, no, it'll be like <laughs> No, it'll be very long. Okay, any other favorites, favorite performances, anything else? Um, Gosling I thought was just great in this. I'm not I he, he I I always thought of him as like that stupid um, you know, hey girl kind of guy. He was he's great in funny roles. I never really took him that seriously other than Notebook. Notebook was great. <laughs> what um, about Drive? Drive? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I've seen that one to be honest. Um, well, they based his performance like the director said that when they got the script, they 100% wanted him, and that yeah. had to be off Drive because it's a very very similar role. Really, mm-hmm. Drive's awesome. You should see Drive. It's really silent and it's really slow, but it's good. Like this movie. Think... No, this movie's story is probably better, but they ruined it. <laughs> mm. Well, anyway, yeah, I liked him a lot. He was, he, he's. He's a contender in my eyes. What I liked more than him, though, was his jacket. Yes, I. Hey, he's got I, an even cooler. He's got an even cooler jacket in Drive. Well, that's really? a lie. for real. No, his jacket for real. In this it's is like more badass. No, no, no. I'm googling Drive, right now. Drive's got a scorpion. But on. I do want to get his jacket from this, but I know I'll look like a tool bag in it. 
No, but yeah, like you imagine, imagine you're like run, it's a middle of a blizzard and you just zip that shit up and the whole bottom of your face is covered. That's awesome. I know, but if you see That's someone practical. like that in real life, you'd be you'd think this guy's a douchebag. And not if he looked like Ryan Gosling or me. <laughs> yeah, you guys identical. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, this this is a nice jacket and drive. White bold move love it pretty badass what i did like in this too is the end was a pretty decent callback to the end of the first one i know you didn't make it uh shein yeah i fell asleep in it yeah the spoiler alert for the first one it ends with the main replicant embracing that his humanity and enjoying the last few minutes of his life and I like that they had Gosling do that as well without making it overt. He didn't give the same monologue. There was no callback to the monologue or anything. He just looked up into the snow, similar to sitting in the rain at the end of the first one as he was waiting for his death. Yeah, that was a good throwback. That last that scene was awesome with the snow and him laying. It was like really, really, really well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cinematographer on this has worked with uh, this director. I'm going to butcher his last name, which is why I haven't been saying it. On almost all his movies, I think, which is why they're all amazing. It, this, Arrival, the director? Sicario, uh, Prisoners. Yeah, Den- Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, Dennis V-Man. Villanueva, you can say it. Villanueva. Close enough. Right. Good, good job. <laughs> I was very nervous. Though. Yeah, I mean, cinematographer, like, what, it's all special effects. So that's that's kind of weird to me. It's most not like the Revenant, where no, most of this wasn't spe- special effects. It was oh fuck you, Dave. Hey. No, this whole, it wasn't special effects <laughs> covered in this movie. Hey, they just me. shot it in like, <laughs> dude. Obviously wait, background of think about what you just said. Skylines is special effects, but for all the indoor scenes and all, all the, the build and all the buildings, yes. And all the fake buildings and every Jimmy, everything Jimmy, special effects. The hologram is real, okay? You know the what? This whole movie is special effects. What are you talking about? And send it to you guys, and you're gonna feel like a bunch of idiots. There, I mean, you miss. There's no way. <laughs> like, think of the Revenant. They shot on location. Think of uh, Jesse James' movie, like in nature. This this is all special effects. No, I'm gonna say I'm conservatively. I missed everything you were just yelling at me computer. because the internet's crapping out again. But what? Well, well, just just know that you're wrong, and we know that. <laughs> you do accept that. You guys are idiots. I can't wait to send you this interview. All right. Show show me show me Ryan Gosling not in front of green screen, please. Will do. Any well, Jimmy, you already kind of said yours, but she and any audience response from you guys from your theater. Um. We all we all had a good chuckle with the dog drinking whiskey. That was cool. Um, I, there was a sense of tension between me and the the, the two older guys sitting next to me uh, in the the final like climactic scene of the the boat sinking or the car sinking, whatever you want to call it. That was one of the most intense scenes I've ever seen in a, in a theater. I was really like palms were sweaty, like just invested in it because I didn't usually you you know they're trying to save somebody. But he was sent there to try to kill him, too, so to kill Harrison Ford. So I was like, is he going to let him die and kill this bitch, too? Or is he going to try to save him and then kill him on the, on the land? What's going to happen to you? I was totally, like, in the dark on that one. I loved it. 
Yeah. So kudos, kudos for that scene. I, I totally, totally real, not green screened or special effect at all. <laughs> Blow me. Um, no, I, I love that scene as well. I, I like that he chose to ignore both the mission he was given by the police, which was to find the kid and kill it, and by the leader of the replicants who are going to have the uprising to kill Deckard. He chose to make his own path, and I felt that showed his, despite him being a regular average Joe robot, it showed his humanity really well. And that was the moral of the story. Yay. Robots robots can love. And orphanages are cool. <laughs> that scene remind anyone else of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No. Nah. You guys ever seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I have very, very, very little memories of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, there's like the ki- the cave of children who are just being like held and hidden away. Just like that. <laughs> also, it was like, I was, it was like, like every sweatshop movie ever. Something was weird because all the boys had shaved heads and then he had hair. And then we find out it was, it was a she. Girl. Yeah. 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 Also, like her making the memories, that was just like, look at this technology. But I mean, don't get me wrong, that wasn't special effects or anything. She was you know, building humans. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. I, lo- I, I love the tool that she had, though. That was a really cool, like. I thought it was a camera at first, and she was zooming in. Yeah, it was. It was. It was clearly. Yeah, it was like. Well, that's what it was. It was like two lenses put together. But the way. But I mean, whoever thought of that idea to do that, it was. It was like a. It was like a a video game remote control mixed in with a camera. So. I love whoever thought of that one. I love uh, like Dutch, Netherlands accents, Mm. and the bad girl and the chosen one both had them, so that was kind of cool. Bonus points for Jimmy. Yeah. That girl that played the the bad girl, uh, whatever her name was, the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jared yeah. Leto's little dog. Love. Minion. She yeah. is like very attractive in real life, but looked kind of weird in this movie. Yeah, she had that weird haircut. That I, robot haircut. I thought it was gonna end up at one point I was convinced that her and Gosling would have been the twins. Because she had a similar yeah, I thought that at one to point the girl too. from the first one. Yep. I, I saw that too. Um, how about Jared Leto's role? Completely unnecessary. I don't like Jared it, Leto. I just it don't. Was, it was way this too much. The, look how weird this is. But the, yeah, I agree with that. But this was the first movie in a while I've seen him, and I didn't think, oh, hey, it's Jared Leto. It was his second scene where I, I remembered who it was. Oh, really? Because I was like, this is just Jared Leto being weird. Oh, I, I thought yeah. that with. Dallas Buyers Club and uh, Suicide Squad, but this I was probably because I knew going in I was going to be a fan, but I was sucked in pretty well. I felt like this was more Jared Leto than him being Jared Leto on the street. <laughs> I feel like if you talk to Jared Leto about anything, this is just what he's going to talk of like. Did you hear he wore he wore um, contacts that made him blind, like like not like not see through contacts, so like he was for real actually. Blind? Yeah, like for real blind, what which asshole. is just like, what an asshole. Method yeah. actors are losers. Have I said that on this podcast? Or? I don't think so. No, but you're in good company. But I, yeah, you I agree? 100% endorse that. I agree. Daniel like Day-Lewis The coolest Lewis thing about Leonardo DiCaprio. Himself. What's that? I said Daniel Day-Lewis can go fuck himself because of the shit he makes his cast yeah. go through. The coolest mm-hmm. thing. Like, imagine being on the set of Gangs of New York 
and you finish rapping and you're like, all right, we're going to go get some drinks. And Leo's like, okay, cool. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio, a young actor. I'll go get some drinks and hang out with you. And they're like, Hey, Danny, you want to come? And he's like, no, I'm a fucking 19, 1890s butcher killer. I can't, I'm still in character. It's like, Hey, well, that's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're I'll, a bad I'll actor. Drink, I'll drink your milkshake. Or the fact when it's like, he it, was, when he played Lincoln, he made everyone including Spielberg, call him Mr. President, even when cameras weren't around. It's just an egotistical... When, in Last of the Mohicans, he got... In Last of the Mohicans, he almost died of, like, smallpox. And he refused yep. He refused treatment because they didn't have it back then. Oh, screw yourself, man. If you can't break character and then go back into character, you're not acting. You're just literally a psychopath. Yeah. I forget exactly. the thing... I forget who said it, but there's some quote that... Some well-known actor was asked why he doesn't method act, and he said, "Why should I? It's called acting. I'm putting something on." Uh, that sounds the experience. That sounds a lot like. It sounds a lot like uh, John Malkovich. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was him. He he's never done an accent, and he's never um, he's never prepared for a role. Like if he plays a firefighter, like they were offered him to go to firefighting school, he's like, "I'm I'm not going to be a firefighter though. I'm just going to be acting like a firefighter. So I don't need to know how to be a firefighter." <laughs> He's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of awesome quotes like that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's hop into our ratings then. For those of you listening who don't know how we write things, we write things on a three prong scale. One is your popcorn scale, how entertaining was it? Then a critical scale, looking at it in the eye of a reviewer, and then our pairing, what drink we'd pair with while watching this movie again. Sheehan, take it away. Uh, critic rating. I'm going to give it a. 92 a, a good solid rating mm -hmm. like I, I already told you before the story was fantastic i thought they told it great it could have been sped up a little bit but i don't give it any flack for that because it was visually stunning and it gave you a lot of time to take in everything going around around you they created a nice a nice little bubble to sit there in your in your seat and enjoy for two hours and 45 fucking minutes <laughs> a little lengthy but i i can look past that um popcorns i'm gonna give it three and a half because you have to be in the mood. You have to. That's not one you just sit down and enjoy. You have to like no. I'm gonna watch Blade Runner 2049 tonight. I'm gonna prepare for that. You can't just be flicking around like oh I'll just pop this on halfway through. Doesn't work like that. So three and a half on that. Um, pairing. I think I gotta go with a, a vodka Red Bull because you you need you need to keep keep yourself awake. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you got? Critics, I'm going 79. There's a lot of good, um, but it's just like crucially slow, which is pacing is huge. And I, the pacing killed the entire movie for me. So drops it to a 79. I already said there's a lot of good aspects. The story, the plot is great. The acting's good. Cinematography is good. Special effects are great. But just took me way out of it where I didn't give a fuck. At one point, I was like, do I care about the ending of this movie knowing that it's going to take another hour for them to tell me? And I was like, no, don't, don't. I, I would be completely fine leaving and not knowing it. So 79 critic, 1.5 popcorn. Like Sheehan said, like, I mean, this, even if you love it, it's like a one-time movie. <laughs> the only other way I can see you watching this movie is if it's on TV and you know that you can flip around during commercials and then come back to the good parts and they condense all the slow shit out for like TV versions. 
But if you were like, I mean, but this is different because Blade Runner fans, you guys would have liked anything they put out. No, I think we're we we're going to be the most critical because it's thirty five years I, in the I making. I strongly disagree with you on that. Say, that There's take. no you, way you would eaten this shit up. No, this yeah. could have easily been a horrible movie. I just think it ended up having an amazing script that an amazing plot that sold it. And the director, the quote that he's given in every interview is that he ended up taking the movie because he knew he could do it justice and he was worried it would be fucked up by someone who wasn't a fan. So I think that's why it turned out well. Because it could have been... No, you just have shitty opinions and you're a garbage person. We've already decided this. I mean, you're you're a Blade Runner fan. You're going to like anything. It's like if Always Sunny puts out any episode, I'm going to be like, that was fucking hilarious. I love Always Sunny. No, but... If you like I'm something, you are I'm more... Objective. You've had some ridiculous statements. A, none of this was special effects. No, I didn't B, say... Blade whoa, whoa, Runner whoa. fans... <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Blade Runner fans aren't more likely to like Blade Runner. The majority the majority of it wasn't special effects. It was practical effects, and they used special effects to enhance them. Not that none of it was. So don't go putting words in my mouth. And you I just want to point out one thing, that, that because... Jimmy, that you have uh, you have said that you did not like this movie. Dave has then in turn told you that you are a garbage person. You should break up with your girlfriend and move out of your house. <laughs> and that Balanced. Blade Runner, and that Balanced. Blade, and that Blade Runner fans aren't more likely to enjoy the movie Blade Runner. <laughs> what a preposterous thing to say! <laughs> no, that's like I'm trying to think of a good explanation, but you're on an island, Dave. You're on an island. No, what, what's your what's your favorite movie of all time? Goodwill Hunting. What if they made a sequel in 10 years? Would you automatically love it? Or would you go into it super hesitant that they were going to fuck it up? I'd be much more eager to see it than someone who's never seen Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, eager to see it, but I think you'd be more critical of it because you love the first one so much. Yeah, that's a decent point. That's what I'm that. saying. I think it's I, a little different. I think it's, I think, I think it's a little different because this is like a world. It's more of like Game of Thrones, Lord of the but Rings, sci-fi. But it wasn't in sci-fi. the first one. It's like, this expanded on all the stuff in the first one. The first one wasn't big at all. It was a small detective story set in a sci-fi well, noir. On the flip side of that, I really liked Ghostbusters, the girl version, just because solely because I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. But you're also so a garbage that, person. Dave. Yeah, well, I liked it. You know why? Because I'm a... I, I'm a progressive person. I think that just because they're girls, they can do just fine. <laughs> Damn Dave. you. No comment. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, what, so what, what are you pairing? All right, how many pot? I'm pairing some like old prohibition era whiskey that you found in a dusty cabinet, and then you got to drink it with an eyedropper one drop at a time. What? You're ridiculous. Just slowly drip it into your mouth. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, I'm there. Bloop. Bloop. Bravo. Bloop. All right. Uh, for my credit score, I'm going to give it the probably a 92. Sim- same as you. I thought it was a movie. Could it have been better in some ways? Probably. But it was pretty damn good. And anyone who doesn't say it's objectively a good movie is just an idiot. He's a garbage person. <laughs> I don't think you're an idiot because you liked it. I just think you're a Blade Runner fan. 
You said that with too much of a smirk on your face, you ass. <laughs> uh, popcorn, I agree with you guys. You have to be in the mood. I'll maybe watch this movie two more times ever. But I enjoy it. So I'm going to give it a three on the popcorn scale. And then for my pairing, I'm going with Johnny Walker Blue Label, just because that's what he drank in the first one in almost all his scenes. Aren't you a fancy boy? Yeah. All right, that wraps up our review of Blade Runner 2049. Let's hop into our weekly recommendations. What do you guys got? Jimmy, what do you got? You it can't watch... be Yankees games. Oh, damn it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say you should watch game five of the Yankees-Indians. It's going to have a great sorry drama. <laughs> I think if you're a baseball fan, you'll like it more than if you're not a baseball fan, but it still might be enjoyable. Although you might be more critical of it if it doesn't live up to your expectations. It'll be good. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't watched anything this week, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Besides all the shows, like Curb Your Enthusiasm started. Um, Vice Principals is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not caught up on the Deuce. I have. I have no. You want me to throw an old old movie again? Did you watch In Bruges? In Bruges, I have not yet. No. Watch that. That's my that's my suggestion. Until Sheehan watches in Bruges, that's my suggestion. <laughs> All right. All right, I can do that. Sheehan, what about you? What do you got? Right. Uh, have you guys watched The Good Place? No. My girlfriend, I've seen bits and pieces because my girlfriend likes it. I, I I saw a little bit last year in the, the first season. I was, it was it was a funny, like, throwaway comedy, I thought, you know. Mm-hmm. This guy's just, uh, this girl's just in heaven and she shouldn't be there. And her, her presence is making everything go haywire. But they did something at the end of the season, which was pretty fucking awesome, which is they swiped the sl- uh, wiped the slate clean and they started the season over again. So the, the second season is a repeat of the first season with different variables changed to see how they react. Because she is in um, a loop, but not a one day loop, a whole season long loop. And she can't get out of it because she doesn't she doesn't know that she's actually in hell. They're pretending that she's in heaven and fucking with her the whole time. Oh, shit. That actually sounds really good. It's, my cousin... It's really when creative. When I was just in Chicago, my cousins were recommending the show, but they were trying to avoid telling me that twist. And I kept thinking, this just sounds like a stupid comedy. I'm not going to give it a shot. But now I'm, I yeah. might go back and check no, that, that out. The, the twist... The twist gives us some serious depth. And I, I, I'm rewatching the first season right now. I just plowed through the first two-thirds of it. Um, this this afternoon while I'm waiting for the fucking Yankees to stop playing, <laughs> and it's it's really really obvious that they um that they're really just just totally fucking with this girl, and it's it's awesome what they do. Oh, man. So highly recommend that just because it's it's not a stupid comedy like I thought, and also Ted Danson, the guy gets handsomer with age. <laughs> he, he he's he's awesome. He he was okay looking when he was the guy from Cheers. Becker he was all right, but throw some stark white hair on a guy, damn. I want to look like him when I'm older. I'm half like there. 80. I got I got a lot of gray hair. <laughs> you have a lot of hair. You have like a Thank lot of brown you. hair. Can you see? Ooh, yeah, you're getting old. Yeah, I got like okay, thinning. Yeah, so up here. Uh, oh damn it! I just took I, off my I don't, hat I don't, to show you guys my hair and realized my camera's not working. But my hair looks. Yeah, glorious. I wear hats for a reason. Um, my recommendation. I also haven't really watched much this past week. And I'm just going to go with Bob's Burgers, if you guys watch that. All-time uh, animated show. Fox just announced they're going to be making a movie, giving it like the Simpsons movie treatment. 
So if anyone who's a fan of the golden years of The Simpsons, I think you'd like Bob's Burgers. It's more heartwarming and good natured than a lot of animated shows on today like BoJack or Family Guy or South Park. It's just a happy-go-lucky animated show about this family running a restaurant. Nice. Yep, with a great dad. Yeah. So that wraps up Six Pack Cinema. Everyone at home, tune in next week to and make sure you go and watch Happy Death Day. That's what we'll be reviewing. Take it to the outro.